0: Last time on Join the Party.
1: Our party finds Jamie trapped in the literal heart of the bone whale. They gotta give up a whole lot to get him back. Alonzo loses his innocence when he fires an arrow into an ooze and makes it disappear. How? What? That's a cursed arrow! You though it was actually a cursed arrow? I told you not to use it, Alonzo. Tracy loses his long arm of the law. Anara loses her corporeal form. And in front of you is Callie. And she says, I'm stuck with you.
0: I'm going to hold up my hands and say, I am sorry about the sandwich.
1: And Johnny loses his life, if only for a second. Well, I mean, does the light die? No, it's fairly undying.
2: Well, I'm so mad at your puns and you!
1: (laughs) In the end, it's the bone whale who loses the most, like its structural integrity and its ability to, you know, be alive. So what do you do after you lose a bunch of stuff? You go get some more. Let's get the party started. Bum, okay. As the three of you are celebrating Johnny being alive again, Jamie comes stomping up the shore again. He just walks right out of the water like he's jumping out of a car with Alonzo under one arm and he drops the champion down to the ground sputtering and turns to you guys and says, well, I guess that's it. I'll see you later. And he starts to walk away.
0: Hey, Jamie, 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 Uh, but where are you going?
1: Oh uh, well, you know, my, uh, my soul is, uh, it's done. You know, like, I'm done doing the thing that I had to do. Remember before when I said I was done and then you wrote me back in for one more time? And I'm done. I, I assume that, you know, God's going to take me away and stuff. No,
2: you can't. I don't... You, remember when you said you are going to get me back? You still got some business here.
0: Can, can I have your sword if you're going to go die now?
3: <laughs> Jamie, I know something about... When a deity of some sort has plans with you. Let me give you some advice. Relax. Don't worry about it. In time, if if the gods or whatever calls you, you're, you're great. They know where to find you. In the meantime, hang out with us, have a beer at the giant mistake, and
1: let's relax. Jamie pushes out his bottom lip, which is like only half there, so you don't exactly know the expression he's trying to make on his face. And he says, hey, If it was up to me, I'd be drinking beers with you guys all the time. But sometimes you just gotta go where the fire takes you. He stands silent for a second, posed.
0: Uh, uh, Jamie, not not to like interrupt your moment. No, wait, hold on.
1: I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to to go spirit away. Hold on.
0: Can can I just have your sword, please? No, no, it's mine. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, I'll take care of it for you. (laughs) No,
1: that's not. That's not how it works. Small, stabby girl.
3: I'm going to take out one of the apples that I refused to eat that one time.
0: God damn it. He <laughs> had, it the I had fucking snacks his whole time.
3: And I'm going to use one of my daggers. I also have daggers. I keep forgetting about them. <laughs> and I'm going to cut up pieces and offer to my companions some snacks
2: while we watch nothing happen to Jamie. Tracy sits cross-legged on the floor with his head in his hands waiting for something cool to happen.
1: Alonzo stands up and looks over at uh, you three of you and says, I'm obviously the brains of this operation. Jamie, where is the rest of the blackfish? Jamie, Jamie, come in, sir. Jamie. Hello? And Jamie still doesn't respond.
0: Hey, Alonzo, I think we got him. What He's... do you mean? There was
1: one. There's one more.
0: There. There's just that nervous one with all all the facial hair. Yeah. We'll just we'll just talk to him. It's fine. Like we got it.
3: Hey, Lonzo, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but my suggestion for you is if maybe you do less insulting when you talk to your personal bodyguard who has saved you multiple times, and instead, you know, we can all just have a good time. Otherwise, it's good on you for remembering that there was a bad guy.
0: Jamie, that sword looks real heavy. I just I could just like. Like, hold on to it for just a second. You know, just, like, take your load off your shoulders. Like, leave these mortal cares behind. Guys, what's happened?
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Jamie keeps one hand within him and Anara uh, to make sure she doesn't go for a sword. Hey, that small twitchy guy put me in the ribs of the bonefish in the first place. I was running him down as he came to check out that giant's home there. And he jumped out. he jumped behind me, got him ahead, and threw me into the whale. But, of course, like, I kind of just bumped around because there aren't actually, like, stomach in there, and I'm half dead anyway. And it just kept me in the rib cage. Luckily, he's dead, too. So, yeah, it actually is taken care of. Did you kill him? No, the bone whale also ate him.
0: Ate tornborn.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: they're all dead.
0: Cool, problem solved.
3: Well, do you want an apple slice, or? No,
1: I'm still waiting to get spirited away. And he goes back to the pose he was holding. Have a piece of apple.
2: Do you need to stand higher? Like, we can get an apple box or something. Do you need to stand on something?
0: Yeah, you could, like, climb on the ruin or something. You get on my we, shoulders.
3: Maybe we put some apple butter on you or make it more appetizing.
0: J- Johnny could, like, light you from below majestically.
3: I mean, listen, we'll play with your fantasy as long as you want. But in the meantime, there are great apple ciders over at the
2: Giant Mistake.
0: And so many snacks in our ship, yo. There's there's like dried not, apples.
2: There's not apple things, too, I think.
0: I mean, who cares, though? <laughs> Am I right? And then I high-five Johnny.
3: I'll, I'll, I'll use my arcane uh, secret handshake skill. Yep, and it's a nat twenty, and we're I cut gonna. An I so
0: This is a very epic handshake.
1: You guys do such a thunderous, loud, amazing high five, and it resonates all throughout the ruins and the of realm, Antime. the ruins <laughs> and the realm,
0: the ruin, nay, the realm.
1: And with that, you hear the swift patter of feet on stone. And Evan comes running up and says, guys, that was amazing.
0: Do you have my bag?
1: Cut forward three days. (laughs) 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 Hey, my players, I have something fun to tell you.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: You're all level six. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna do our favorite part of the arc. <laughs> housekeeping.
0: <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> 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 housekeeping. <laughs> this is the housekeeping rap break.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 this is the housekeeping rap break. Go ahead. My Amanda. name is Anora, and I'm here to say, to say I like, like to, to stab in a major in way.
3: Major housekeeping. Housekeeping
2: <laughs> 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 way.
1: All right, we're gonna go around in a circle. And we're going to talk about what happens when you're at level six. Fish, what is Johnny like now in level six? So on level
3: six, he got the power of searing vengeance using the old form of the Undying Light. Johnny now, upon needing to do a death saving throw, can instead go through some shenanigans that happened last episode. The goal is obviously to not do this, as there are consequences. And because I don't think that as a person... Johnny would want to do that.
1: Yeah, dying is always bad.
3: Dying is always bad. Otherwise, I'm going to be receiving an extra spell slot and the ability to do two fun new spells. One is Mirror Image, which is this awesome spell where I can create three other me's doing what I be doing.
0: Like light through a crystal, refracted into many versions of you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then I also got Misty Step. I briefly get surrounded by Silvery Mist and then I teleport up to 30 feet. We're going to instead make that, I get surrounded by light, and Whoa. I just
1: poof by light. Sure, and Fish, what is your HP now? I have 54. Ooh, you are a beefy little warlock. I rolled an eight. <laughs> hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go, Go play. play. Amanda, what's going on with your girl Nara?
0: Your girl Nara has gotten better at things that she was already good at, basically. So rogues have this thing called expertise, which mean that when I do things I'm really good at, I get to double my modifier. So that gives me plus nine to acrobatics, plus eight to investigation, plus six to persuasion, and plus nine to stealth. So I'm going to be flipping, sneaking, investigating, and when necessary, talking to people and persuading as much as I possibly can.
1: You got two skills of expertise, which you got when you were first starting out as a rogue, and now you get two more on level six. And what is Anara's HP now?
0: I'm up to 43.
1: Gosh darn. Tracy, how does it feel in the few days after your wonderful adventure? How does it feel not having your long arm of the law?
2: It feels weird. Like in his head he knows that he lived, you know, the majority of his life without it, but now that it's gone, it kind of feels like he is a little bit more incomplete. He catches himself sometimes just fighting the glove on and off.
1: I like to think that Tracy is doing this in public as well. Kind of just like he tries to cast out his long over the law, even if he's not aware that he's like doing it in front of other people. After your wonderful adventure taking down the bone whale, Antopolis is really starting to come back to the way it was before. Zubi is back walking around the city. The rivers are flowing in the ways that they should be. Energy is coming all back to all over Antopolis. And I think that you guys have been welcomed with open arms into the Capitol building in Antopolis. And I like, just like to think that Trace is like walking around the West Wing like you were before, just like half, haphazardly throwing uh, his half-made hand around.
2: On the one hand, he's casting his long arm. On the other hand, he's just picking things up from people's outgoing mailboxes and just looking at it reading it and putting it back down.
0: And who's carrying the platter of bales and pastries? Oh, cake. Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bob the Scroll stops you. You take a look at this guy and he's just He's a kind looking man He just wants to help out And he puts his hand on your shoulder and he says Hey Trace Um How you feeling? Great Tracy now I do not believe you Tracy how do you feel? Great Alright you can keep lying to me But I know what's going to make you feel better Come on Come with me.
2: Tracy finishes the outgoing mail he was reading, puts it back down in someone's mailbox, and then follows Bob.
1: You know, even Anantopolis. That's a crime. (laughs) Bob the Scroll leads you by... uh...
2: He's holding the chain.
1: Yeah, he's holding the chain, and you're just kind of, like, flopping behind him. Like, you're one of those little kids that's on, like, the leash. You never know where he's going to go. Bob the Scroll leads you to a different part of the city that you hadn't seen. Evan kind of led you to the only places that it really had power but there was a whole other part of the city that you had just never seen before and this is one that has cobblestone steps and he leads you down and down and down stairs that just like come out of nowhere it's like you took a right on a city street and then all of a sudden like that street pavement that was paved with stones just starts to continue down some stairs and every time you look over to Bob the Scroll, he's just like hey Tracy this is a surprise Trace, Tracy, Trace Master, you're going to be great. It's going to be fine.
2: Tracy continues to follow Bob, but has his hell horn is on sort of like a leather strap around his shoulder. Yeah. Just put it in front of
1: him. I want you to make a sleight of hand check. Brandon, you're doing the thing where you don't tell me what it is. your you roll? That's a one. Oh, no. Tracy, you turn your help horn back around, and your two daggers just clatter down on the street. And it makes it sound like you've dropped all of your food in the high school cafeteria, and everyone's looking at you. Tracy haphazardly
2: scatters on the floor and tries to grab his daggers and bring them back up and resheathe them.
1: And just everything is going all over the place. Yeah. Tallahassee's bag flies one way, your sandwich goes another, your homework is all over the place. I try to reel Tallahassee's back in with my long arm, and it doesn't work. <laughs> And Bob holds his hands up and says, hey, this is one of the heroes here. Hey, he fought the bone whale. You should all be thankful that he's walking daggers around. Everyone, give him a round of applause. And everyone does. I, I didn't, thanks.
2: Thanks. I didn't do much. Thanks, guys. And it was Thank ten, you.
1: like, first it's just, like, a few people. And then they really starts becoming, like, a big. Please, please stop. Applause. Please stop this. And with that, Bob, uh, he gives you, like, a curtain call. And he nudges you in the side. He's like, hey, take a out.
2: Tracy swings his cape around a little bit, like a
1: dejected child. Two people in the crowd go, woo! (laughs) And Bob leads you down these stairs. And as you go lower and lower and lower, it actually starts to get really hot. Like, hotter than the climate is, and you don't know where this heat is coming from at all. And finally, you get to this big iron door with two bars. Really classic, you know, dungeon iron door. There's like two bars right in the window. And Bob does uh, shaving a shaving haircut on the door. He's like
2: Tracy rushes and finishes it. <laughs> like two with like your two hands. Yeah, he loves that knock. It's his favorite
1: knock. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens and you see a dwarven woman with a really high blonde top knot, just all the way up on the top of her head, and a very, very bushy blonde beard. And she's holding this massive hammer, just twice the size of anything that a creature of that size should be able to hold. She turns to you two and says, Now which one of you is Bob the Skrull? I I just can't tell you two apart. Are you brothers? You twins?
2: No. My name's Tracy. That's Bob. (laughs) I'm a robot. He's not a robot.
1: The woman turns to Bob and says, he's okay, right? And Bob, Bob says, yeah, don't worry about I it. I feel great. <laughs> hey, he feels great. Can we come on in? And you walk inside, and it's a workshop. It's not like Cole's workshop, though, where everything was just kind of jammed together. You were fitting as many pieces as possible into one place. This is a very, very clean and ordered workshop, even though it's hot hot and kind of dim, everything looks like it's in its perfect place. Actually, it's alphabetical order. You're going from, like, these things called A-bolts all the way to (laughs) (laughs) Z-bolts. And everything in between. (laughs) As you're looking around, the dwarven woman turns to you and says, Oh, sorry, I didn't introduce myself. Uh, Welcome to Rudy's really rad robot robatorium. I'm I'm Rudy. I just keep thinking of... We don't actually have a real name, but I just keep doing as much alliteration ahead. Uh, Here. It's nice to meet you. She puts out her hand. Tracy puts out his long over the law and
2: says, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, And slides the glove off and shakes her hand.
1: Yeah, she's totally unfazed. It's like you're taking off a sweater. Make a strength check.
2: 17.
1: (laughs) Rudy tries to grab your hand as a show of force, but... You just lift the dwarven woman off the ground and shaking her vigorously. Bob says, Tracy, this is exactly where you need to be. You're in the robatorium. We're going to let you look in a ship robot shape.
2: Thanks, Bob. What happens in the robatorium?
1: Rudy kind of like circles around and says, Tracy, this is everything you need. The robatorium is where robots get better. It's not like a robot hospital. It's that they get better to the way that they should have been in the first place.
2: I don't like the way that was phrased, but cool. Show me what you got, Rudy. (laughs) I was perfect.
1: (laughs) I woke up like this. And Rudy says under her breath, flawless. (laughs) And she's showing you everything that she has. She's like watching gears like go by. So you see like little soldiers who kind of look a little bit like you that are just like a foot tall or just like clomping by. And there's even a little moment where she gives you her massive hammer and you try to bring it down on a piece of metal. And make a strength check, please. Five? Yeah, you try to bring it down on the piece of metal and you just totally miss and clomp on your own foot. And everyone everyone laughs silently. And later in the montage, you do it again. And you, you succeed and everyone does a clap. And Bob says, well, that was a really great montage, but Rudy, you know there's a reason why I brought him here. Says, you're right. Tracy, I think that you have it in you to start taking care of yourself.
2: It's never really been my thing, but um it really hasn't worked so far, my current strategy. So yeah, I think you're I think you're right.
1: And Tracy, I hear you want a multiclass.
2: I do want a multiclass.
1: And what would that multi-class be in
2: Artificer?
1: Ba da ba da Uh, So, Tracy, what does that mean for you?
2: This is good. Keep it going. (laughs) I am now an artificer. So, instead of taking a level in Barbarian, I took a first level in Artificer. And what that means is that I make magic items, essentially. Practically, that means I got a couple new proficiencies. I'm proficient in thieves' tools, smith's tools, and woodcarver's tools. You know, we could just like swirl that all together and call that robomancy. We could see that. I've also started being able to use some magic. So I have three cantrips now detect magic, identify, and mending. And most cool of all, I got a thunder cannon. <laughs>
0: What? You're going guns. Okay. I got a gun
2: Okay, on my arm. Tracy Whoa. was able to take the piece of the gun that he took from James's lab late one night and made it into a It thunder was a match. It, it was, was a monster match. It was mash. midday. It was a monster <laughs> match. It, <was> <laughs> it
3: was midday. It was so, midday. It was a midday.
1: A robo day.
2: So now on my left arm, I have a thunder cannon. Which is essentially a big gun that shoots magic bullets.
0: Tracy, I can't wait to see you try to interact with street urchins with a giant gun as an arm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I think most importantly, though, I think character-wise, what's happening for Tracy is that he, he's not really been able to really fully rely on someone as other people as, as much as he's hoped to, to be able to. So he's really taken it upon himself to try to be able
1: to become his own
2: Warforged.
0: Tracy has to be single for a while. Just really play the field. See
1: what it's like. Yeah. I'd really like to think that, like, at some point, you just got to, like, sit down like you're getting a manicure and pedicure, and you're just getting worked over, and Rudy's just, like, tweaking everything that's going on on your arms, and Bob is just, like, keeping you up with gossip that's happening in Antopolis, and two, three, four hours later, Rudy puts both her beard and hair back in respective top buns. She says, "Woo! all right, I'll finish Tracy. What do you think? And you look down at your arms. Your left arm is just like it was before, but now you feel like a little bit more powerful there. You realize that they've built the long arm of the law just back into your arm. And you swing it around playfully. <laughs> and on your other arm, you're having so much fun with your Inspector Gadget arm and your left arm. You look over, and it's just a, it's a gun. It's a badass cannon that you have in your right. Yeah. How do you feel, bud?
2: I feel pretty good, pretty savvy, pretty capable. I think I need to take some target practice, though, probably.
1: Oh, it's terrifying. I haven't thought about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> with that, Rudy slaps you on the back and says, Don't worry, guy. You're ready for anything. And with that, she shoves a very long list of maintenance tips to keep everything clean and everything working right. And she says, Hey, if you ever need help, just come back to Rudy's ridiculously rad. Robot Academy. I couldn't finish that properly. That's very
2: good. I like it. Um, are there any tips on like ooze and not getting it on your long arm of the law, and not having to like trap it off? Is, it, is that in there?
1: Yeah. Rudy and Bob turn to each other and they both say, "Shoot it!" <laughs> <laughs> no, star really, star like, sweat. Like, okay. <laughs> So, Fish, um this is about four days after the bone whale biz. You, you've been put up in a really nice room. No, I'm just kidding. It's the same room in the giant mistake. Sure. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
3: I think I need to interact with the shadow a little more, try to figure it out. So instead of meditating to speak with the undying light, uh, I think I'm going to meditate to try to talk with the shadow because I kind of need to find a way to like deal with it. Sure. I'm going to scavenge through the entire inn of the giant mistake for every candle and every source of light that I can like physically bring up with me. You know, trying to hide it from Hephaestus but you know, like winking at him if he catches me and just like taking every candle up in the room to get it as bright as possible just in case, you know, something happens and I get as much light as possible. Uh, Once I do that, I'm going to sit down And I'm going to focus on the lantern, but this time instead of focusing on the light itself, I'm going to focus on the shadows that the light is creating. And not just from the undying light, but from all the candles and all the light sources in the room.
1: Sure. I like to think you're sitting in the middle of the room with all the candles surrounding you and like in front of you, maybe on your bed, is the lantern. And you're sitting there and you hear a seductive voice say, Oh, you made the room so pretty for me. And as you open one eye, it's the shadow. Who's just kind of like sitting on your bed with vague legs hanging off the side. Oh, Johnny, you're sweet on me. You're bringing me out like
3: this. You know I called you for you, so maybe we can just like talk normally.
0: What? You don't think this is my normal voice, Johnny?
3: Kind of I'm hoping not, but you know, that's hey, I, I don't control the shadows. Uh,
1: the shadow form just kinda like congeals again and goes into the amorphous shadow you've seen before. Just, uh okay. I guess we're not having fun anymore. Uh yeah. Johnny, what do you need? Previously you told me I had to make a choice.
3: What did you mean by that?
1: Yeah, the did two paths. Do. They don't teach you things like this in undying light, light school. school, it's the path of accept. acceptance. Or the path of annihilation. It's like me. I'm the the roadblock. You gotta tussle with me to ascend to light, happiness. I don't know. Not my job. I guess you're not aware
3: that I'm probably the only person currently even believing in the Undying Light or the Shadow or anything.
1: Oh man. I, I must be winning That That sounds real good. Yeah... Well, uh, okay. I guess I'll have to do things that you'd usually do. Okay, um I haven't had to do it from this side before. I'm usually just like the you know, the bat cop to the the big U, the big L. Okay. Um, so all the acolytes of the undying light has to make a choice. And you know, I'm like the uh, the bad guy trying to come in and corrupt everybody. Um, but I'm good. I mean, I don't need you guys, but you need to like throw yourself at my feet to like figure it out if you really want to you know, be all Undying Light all the time. So you have acceptance where you let me into your life and like we're pals or um, Annihilation where you try to murder me um, all the time, which I very much don't like. And I do not think that me in the entire uh, Undying Shadow realm would be very happy about that. So it's either I become
3: all about the shadow, or I try to kill you constantly. There is no now, because here is the thing: you've caused a lot of problems, and I mostly hate you. But I kind of have come to realize I can't not deal with you. Yeah, there is really no middleman. I have to either kill you, or I have to become.
1: Well, no, 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 it's not. It's not become you. I mean, you listen. You are looking at this candle, right? And you can see the shadow hands extends all the way from your bed to one of these far candles all the way on the other side of the room. Look at the candle. There's a light and there's a shadow. These two things are happening at the same time. There's not one without the other. You need to have the light and the shadow comes with it. So you need to accept, you know, accept me that I can still be in your life. And I hope so. Wouldn't that be so sweet? No. Or... Yeah, you're going to keep murdering me And a whole part of the other realms Is just going to come after you And if you think you can do it, hero boy You can come after it
3: Wait, what do you mean comes
1: after me? Well, you know, it's it's not just me You think it's just me? No, I mean, just like the undying light Comes from the positivity plane I got my own crew with me I got my own plane too Of shadow, of darkness And they'll come after you So you got to do some reckoning here And if you look behind you, it seems like you might have made a choice already. And as you look around at all the candles, you notice that all the candles have shadows. And you look back, and you don't have a shadow. It's just you. Now, this could just be like a faux pas. You know, big U, big L, likes to take shadows away, you know, trying to mess with me here. Fine. Fine. But you're going to have to make your choice for yourself and not just what some ethereal guy is going to tell you or not. When
3: do I have to choose? You know, soon. The holidays. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Soon. You'll know. And if I accept that shadows are part of light, what? I
1: Harmony? togetherness.
3: What do you gain from it?
1: Friendship. Your friendship.
3: I doubt that that's the most, that's the thing you get.
1: Hey, you're a smart guy. You'll figure it out. Hey, you got all these candles to help you. And with that, the shadow pops back into the lantern and uh, about half of the candles go out. Have you bought new clothes? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Have I just been walking around? S- Starswipe.
0: <laughs> shopping montage. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. It's but- Inara driving a car with oat cake and sunglasses and Tracy sitting in the back with his manny Petty flip-flop still on. Can and we're going car-
3: shopping. Can the car be Joe instead?
0: Yes, it sure can. <laughs> All
1: right. Amanda, what does Anara want to do with her free time around Antopolis?
0: Um, Minara is obviously going to snuggle for a very long time with Oatcake because we have been apart for a day or so. And that's too long.
1: Sure. Something you noticed about Oatcake recently. She was just so happy to see you when he came back and just like it's all belly rubs and face licks just forever. For three nights in a row, you're waking up in the middle of the night because Oatcake is just staring at you and growling.
0: No. But as
1: soon as you wake up. Okay, cake just goes back to the way she was. And she just like poofs right in your face and licks your face and everything's fine.
0: I'm going to try my best to placate her and reassure her that it's me and it's fine. And I probably am not going to sleep very well then if that's what's happening in the middle of the night.
1: You're also having these dreams about being Callie again. You look down and you have the same hands that you did before when you were saving Johnny. And it's just you flying. Nothing really happened. You don't even hear Callie's voice again. But you're like inhabiting her body. You have her unicorn horn in the middle of your head. And you're just like flying over your forest that you remember from when you were a kid. You're flying over Fidopolis. You're just flying everywhere. And I want to tell you about your shadow cowl now. Yeah. Your shadow cowl doesn't act the same way. It has the same mechanics. But instead of you jumping from shadow to shadow, you turn into Callie. And you become a ghost. So for a minute, you can fly around and be incorporeal. And then when you want to come back into this plane of existence, into being a solid person again, then you can just like do an action and you're back.
0: All right. And can I touch stuff while I'm a ghost? No, while you're a
1: ghost, you can't. But you can fly, which is half your speed.
0: Okay, I will take it.
1: Yeah. While you're having these dreams you're hearing sounds that come from body parts that I don't think you've ever seen on a living creature before. They come from like...
0: Like people's chests and Yeah, like and chests
1: and guttural sounds that you can't make with your own mouth. But you realize you're hearing this as if it's common. And you start to put it together that now you know Infernal, which is the language of tieflings.
0: All right, moving past the highly disturbing nature of all of that.
2: <laughs>
0: in the safe, safe daytime, I... Would like to visit the alleyway where I found the note from the Assassin's Guild.
1: Cool. With Oatcake out your heels, you go a clomping back. <laughs> you don't go a clomping. Oh, I do. That's the only way I walk. <laughs> <laughs> and although the rest of Antopolis has gotten very busy and is bustling now, this same alleyway is totally deserted again.
0: I'm going to investigate the walls, the nooks, the crannies, the corners, while trying to look casual and sort of cool in case somebody stumbles upon me. My street urchin reputation needs to remain intact. From the the glorious flip day back in Phidopolis, I want (laughs) to see if there is any additional thieves can or any notes, any messages from the guilds.
1: Sure. Make an investigation check.
0: With my new expertise, I got a 12 plus 8 for a non-natural 20.
1: Oh, goddamn. Although you press your body against the stone wall and you're looking for nooks and crannies and you don't see anything. But as you look up, 20 feet in the air, you see a flag that you didn't notice before. It's like a small pennant and it's purple and it's hanging from the roof of this building.
0: Can I see a doorway or a window or scale a wall to get up there?
1: Yeah, there is a fire escape leading all the way up this building.
0: I would like to scale my fire escape.
1: Sure. Acrobatics?
0: Feels right. 14 plus 9 for 23. This is my life now, Eric, where I can just do anything acrobatic or stealthy.
1: Seriously. All right. What does that look like as you're scampering up the fire escape?
0: I'm going to tell O'Cake to stay. And she's going to sit obediently and look up at me and pant and wag her tail. And then I'm going to flip up to grasp the bottom of the fire escape, flip myself up through the entrance and I'm gonna actually just scale the outside of the fire escape. Steps are for civilians.
1: <laughs> and yeah, you do it with ease. And as you sit at the top of the building next to the purple pennant, you grab it, and on the back, written in thieves' cap, are three sentences. First is great job. The second is no help next time. And the third is you're
0: in. <gasps> Inara feels such a array of emotions, like elation at the job, shame at the reminder that she had help, and then disbelief. Like she reads the pennant again and again, probably until okay starts barking to make sure she's okay. Frozen at the top of the fire escape. And so she's gonna sort of stroke it with her thumbs and then put it deep in her like deepest side pant pocket and climb a little bit more subdued back down the fire escape picks Cake up and kind of hugs her to her chest and then casually trying to look somewhat cool collected walks back out of the alley.
1: Cake poofs on top of your head and flops on top of you.
0: Adorable. Star swipe! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Amanda. Do you have a favorite place to eat in your hometown? A local diner or sandwich shop or bagel place. You tell all your friends how good it is, how quick the service is, how cheap all that food is, but you still can't capture the magic. It may have been a few months or years. You're at home and you need to hit up that local spot. And even after all this time, the cashier remembers you. For a moment, you feel like the most famous person in the world, or at least in this sandwich shop. Welcome to the Midroll. Your sandwich is a turkey BLT. This is our last episode of Pool Party. Are you guys ready? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It was so much fun. And thank you to everybody who's listened to our journey thus far. We have so much more coming. Believe me, it is going to get wild. Welcome to the party to our newest patrons, Johnny Boy, Rachel Noto, Rachel M, Tom, Kaylin, Shan, Aaron, Zachary, Kelsey, Tyler, B, and Aiden. And thank you, to Erin, PJ, Artemis, Maggie, and Darcy who upped their pledges. You guys really came out these last two weeks. We are so close to our first goal of 100 patrons, which means that we're going to be able to commission a map of Fedopolis. We have some really cool ideas for how this could look on your wall or as your desktop background, so help us get over the top. If you haven't joined the party, head on over to patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. You'll like the way you pledge. We guarantee it. Oh, and in other cool news, Brandon released the gorgeous music he composed for our first arc, Wedding Party. The album is appropriately titled Wedding Favors, and it is very cute and instrumental and jammy and trancy and exciting. And oh, I love it so much. You can go to brandongrugle.bandcamp.com. That's Brandon, G-R-U-G-L-E.bandcamp.com. Or follow the link that I'll put in the description of this episode and pay what you want to get the album for yourself. We are sponsored this week by 20 Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York, as always, bringing you another Master Dungeon Master Q&A segment. Our question this week for Lauren Belanco, our Master Dungeon Master, do you have any unusual tips or tools for DMs? Is there anything you've found that's made DMing easier or more enjoyable that surprised you? Lauren says, I find myself most often using Google Drive folders to organize my materials so I can share with my players or other DMs running the same campaign. Google Groups are also great for creating an email thread for discussions in between games. Thank you, Lauren. And remember, we have a special discount code to 20 Sided Store just for our listeners. Head on over to 20, that's the full word, 20sidedstore.com, and use our discount code, Join the Party, all one word, all caps, for 20% off your order. And also this week we are so excited to be sponsored by Good Society. This is a Jane Austen tabletop role-playing game where participants play characters like those that captured their imagination in Austen's books. It is kind of like Jane Austen D&D and I am so super into it. Good Society focuses on romance, scandal and status with players working together to create their very own Austen novel. Instead of dice and combat and monsters, the main mechanics of good society are reputation, connections, and family background. Sounds very Victorian, huh? The project has unlocked more than 10 stretch goals on Kickstarter, including a hack of the game itself with a theme voted for by its backers. So if you get in on this now, you can help unlock more stretch goals and get a copy of the game. They have over 1,100 backers and will be on Kickstarter until March 5th, 2018. Pledge today at bit.ly slash goodsocietygame. And if you use that link, they will know that it came from us. So again, that's bit.ly slash goodsocietygame. And finally, please do us a favor and keep sharing us with your friends. We've seen an uptick of listeners recently, which we are so grateful for, and we want to keep that going. It is so motivating and exciting to see new folks join the Discord, to see new people follow us on Twitter, and we would love your help keeping the ball rolling. This week, try telling someone about Join the Party who is not yet a podcast person. It may take a little bit of extra work, but showing someone how to use a podcast app, podcatcher of your choice, doesn't matter. It'll grow the pie of listeners for all of us. Your friend will have a new universe to listen to, and you will have done your good deed for the day. Thank you again for your help. And now, let's get back to the show.
1: It's been about a week's time since you've defeated the bone whale, and the city come back to normal, or what Ev says was normal. You know, it's like that thing where, like, everyone's happy to be outside and doing stuff. So you've gathered outside of the Capitol building, because the speaker says he has a surprise for you, and everyone's there. Ev is kind of bouncing around, he, like, knows the secret, and he's, like, trying to Hold in the secret, and he's excited for you guys. You've retrieved Captain Alex, and everything's good with the Uptown Girl.
0: Tell me everything. (laughs) Uh,
1: Zuby apologized for breaking the Uptown Girl and said that he was not in his right mind, which everyone agreed, and thereupon these errors arose. Yo, is Conway back, or did I kill him? Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) Alex, it's so
2: good to see you! And Tracy runs and hugs He's like,
1: oh, man, check out these mods you got! That's a nat 20 for hugs. No, it's not. It really was. Oh, my God. Yeah, you pick her up, and you just, like, spin her around in a circle, and your gun goes off, too.
0: (laughs) 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 Does her hair, like, float majestically on the breeze generated by the hug swing?
1: Yes. And Ev is still, like, recounting everything that he could see from the outside and, like, imagines what your fight is like. It was like, oh man, I'm sure you just like jumped on top of that thing and you were just like punching it in the face, but like it's bone face. Like you guys were just crushing it. Great job. Just a great job. I mean, I was outside and I was keeping track of the bag, but I think that we all did like a really good um like team effort.
0: Teamwork, man. Makes a dream work.
1: Tracy, high fives Evan. I got a fifteen. I got five. <laughs> yeah, you miss. <laughs> Tracy, you the one nice thing you try to do to Evan, you're just totally with it. <laughs> And Alonzo says, I am ready for our prize. We z- deserve together to be champ. The champion came
3: in and championed. I put we did my it. hand on his shoulder and whisper. No, tone, it, tone it down. Just tone it down.
1: I mean, I am very excited for Representative Shields to give us whatever we deserve. But if we are doing this on behalf of the concentric states, then that is good enough work already. And he does thumbs up at Johnny. And I thumbs up back. Alonzo puts his hand on Johnny and says, Johnny, are... you didn't, these arrows aren't cursed, are they?
3: Alonzo, the arrows weren't cursed. You were cursed the whole time. Oh, that's I'm terrifying. kidding. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. No, they were very cursed. I'm glad you got rid of them. No, I mean I still have two. Nope, you got rid of the no, two I that shot, were cursed. I
1: shot. I listen. You didn't count correctly. No, because then when I took the other three, I shot. I was practicing uh-huh. out there, and I was shooting at this bird because uh-huh. it was like, "Oh man, I got bad killing both random
3: wildlife." Got it. Yep. Yeah,
1: and then like it was, and then it flew away right after I. I pulled it uh-huh. and then but then the, the arrow followed the bird uh-huh. and then like two seconds later I'm just like oh man that bird is right like 50 feet away right in that direction maybe I wasn't wrong and the curse was within you the whole time oh jeez! and while everyone is talking to each other and excitedly just happy to be outside F says oh man you're gonna love this secret it's gonna be great and you see representative shields strolling down the front steps and he's wearing an all white suit with a white top hat.
0: Whoa.
2: Fancier or less fancy than Tux, the cobalt friend. Kobold. Fancier.
1: Definitely fancier. Cool.
3: I'm gonna cast dancing lights and light and press the digitation to bedazzle <laughs> that
0: I'm gonna cast Tux. mage hand and tug on the back of one of the hems of his pants to trip him up a little bit.
2: If he's
3: rolling to stop that, he needs to beat a spell save
2: of fifteen. <laughs> I'm going to look sadly at my tattered cape.
1: <laughs> Representative Shields just kind of buffalo shuffles away from whatever you guys are doing, and he looks delightful, and he just has a hop in his step, and he says, I'm so happy that all of you were able to save us and everything from Antopolis. We're so happy for you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. For being such wonderful champions, I'm going to bring you to the most exclusive club in all of Antopolis as the representative guests. And it's the middle of the day? Yeah. Okay.
0: Nice. I love that two PM club vibe.
3: I shuffle into my fancy outfit, still socks and sandals, mm-hmm. and I bedazzle myself.
2: Sure.
0: What kind of club?
1: Oh, it is perfect exclusive. It is like a country club. It's not like an n s n n club. <laughs> the representative club, that's what they call it. Come along and everyone follows behind and Evan is still bouncing. He's so, so so excited. You're going past the giant mistake out to the outskirts of the city and uh, the representative waving and giving finger guns to everybody he passes by. Real politician that guy is. You guys walk by the big column in the middle of the city and Zuby is just like pushing away at that thing.
0: What up Zubes?
1: And Zuby makes a big wave.
0: Good, good to see you up and about man. You look great.
1: And he waves to all of you as we walk by. You get to the outskirts of the city, and you see just a single shack, kind of in the middle of a choppy field. Evan instructs all of you guys to get in a single file line behind the representative.
2: Uh, Evan,
1: is that the country? Yeah, it's a surprise. Yeah. And the representative knocks three times on the door, and he says, The password is a rhubarb. And the door swings open, and he hops in. To what? Nothing. It's a totally black room that he jumped into.
0: Did we see him fall?
1: Yeah, he disappears from view, and very small, you hear the sounds of him going,
0: Wow, this guy really has no cares in the world now. It's a very different version of him than we met before.
1: And Ev says, man, yeah, you saved his city. I guess that's what happened. You feel really um, jubilant is the word I was looking for. And Ev's of the room and he also goes. Like so it. the three of us uh, turn to each other and no, leave. Uh, uh, uh,
2: uh,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, and Alonzo. Uh, uh,
1: uh. Tracy says. Nose
2: goes and puts his finger on his nose.
0: I put my finger on Alonzo's nose. <laughs>
1: And a Captain Alex says, all right, I'm in. And pushes you three out of the way and dives headfirst in the door and goes,
0: wee. watch Alonzo, guys. And I'm going to jump right after her. Johnny, we do with this
2: thing?
3: Champions first. And I push Alonzo in. And
1: Alonzo goes, blah, it falls forward. And then eventually he goes, oh,
2: wee. nice. And Tracy runs in.
3: Seeing that everyone is left, <laughs> open my pack, take out an apple, slice several slices, star in. swipe <laughs> so all three of you are sli- <laughs> okay, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> you load it out like all, your whole team was far ahead and you just kind of glitch forward. There's just a massive slide that is corkscrewing down, 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 and you land just in a ball pit. yes, and as you look around, there is blinking lights. And sounds and the ringing of video games. And you're in an arcade.
0: And he's wearing a white tux in this arcade? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you've already seen the representative has gotten up, hung up his white top hat on a rack that says "Reserved for the representative. And he, <laughs> and he says, Mock Denny, come get my things. And two Kenku come out of nowhere and grab his jacket. And it puts a soda in his hand, and he starts drinking from it. He says, welcome to the representative club, or as I like to call it, doven Boosters.
0: Oh, my God. Can I have some quarters, please? Hey, can I have some quarters? Do you have any quarters? guys I have some quarters, please? please, please, please can I have some quarters?
3: <laughs> Johnny's going to step out of the ball pit, and cast presses the digitation on himself to clean himself of the inevitable urine that is collected in this ball pit. <laughs> uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. Captain Alex looks around and says, oh, man, they have air hockey. And runs in the direction of the air hockey cable. I'll play you,
2: And I follow after.
1: All right.
0: I shoot Tracy a very dirty look and then request a Prestige from Johnny.
1: Done. You guys have a fun day? Dove and boosters. What do you like to do there?
0: I'm going to play the one where you just shoot a basketball. And that's the entire game. you were into, like, the hoop thing? Yeah. That's, that's a good choice. That's a what uh, what
1: choice. skill do you do for that?
0: Ooh, that would be acrobatics because it's acrobatics how, of the hand. How are you
1: doing? At, ha- make some cool, sick basketball stunts. What are you doing?
0: Oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to, like, grab the basketball, just do a little standing flip, and then, like, turn around, go behind my back, and then shoot it into the hoop. Caps and could be watching me at any moment. This needs to be as cool as possible.
1: Okay, I want you to make acrobatics, but then you also need to do a performance for how cool you look while you're doing it.
0: Gladly. So a 14 plus 9. For a twenty-three cool, in acrobatics. And then
1: performance.
0: Well, performance is an eight, so maybe it's a little bit a little bit transparent what I'm doing.
1: Okay, yeah. You're obviously you're mugging for Captain Alex, who's still playing air hockey with Tracy at the moment, but you're just trying to get her attention. You're saying like, Hey Captain Alex, check it out. And you're, you're throwing it in. But you get a really high score and you get a purple ticket, which comes out of the papa shop. <gasps> Yay! Jonathan, what are you doing? I'm going to go to the fortune telling
3: machine. Okay. And I want to get a fortune. And I'm going to make sure I get the fortune I want. So I walk up to the fortune telling machine. What's it called?
1: I am Madame Zolstra. Come to me and read your fortune.
3: I uh, place the necessary tokens into the machine. And what's my fortune, witch?
1: <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of lights blink and go. Ooh, I like these. And um, a <laughs> and a white slip of paper is printed from beneath Madame Zulcher, and she says, "Your fortune is foretold, but only you can change it." What is the fortune? Uh, you pick it up and you read it, and it says, "Good luck comes to those who wait." What's that supposed to mean? Putting another token you have a, another fortune?
3: I don't want another fortune. I want you to explain what this means. And I put in
1: the token as I say that. I am Madame Zolstra. Here is the fortune that you have asked for. And you get another fortune that prints out. And it says, a stitching time staves nine. Staves? As yes, in a staves. staves. Nine staves. Nine, 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 nine staves. A stitching time staves nine staves. <laughs> 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 no,
3: no, no. You're, you're not understanding, which. What is my fortune? I don't understand.
1: And I place another token. <laughs> <laughs> and the ticket gets printed out and says, The Undying Light protect you. I hope you enjoy your fortune. Only you can change it. I
3: take out my wrench, and I'm going to start to take apart this machine. <laughs> All right. Make a Robomancy roll. Robomancy roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, 16. <laughs>
1: All right, you get the back cover off of the, <laughs> the, the Madame Zolstra. Three you, goblins, three goblins in the, in the box, <laughs> three goblins in the box, three goblins in the box. And the door comes off of the back and there's a small Kenku inside who then responds to you with a power drill into concrete. Where'd you hear of the Undying
3: Light? More concrete drilling. I, I just asked because I'm the only one who knows
1: about this. So
3: where have you heard of this?
1: The Kenku responds first with a crowd marching. Then with the crackle of a bonfire, then a preacher's voice coming loud and clear. Well, the Undying Light protect you.
3: Okay. I thank the Kenku and give it 20 gold as a thank you and wrench it back closed. Oh,
1: and before you do that, the Canku okay. gives you a yellow ticket. You sure you can't give me another ticket as well? Well, the Undying Light protect you. I'm going to roll for persuasion Go if ahead. I can. 15 plus 8 for a, l- a large number, 23. The Kenku makes the sound of dice being rolled and also gives you a purple ticket. Awesome. Tracy, after you play your game with Captain Alex, what are you doing in the doob and boosters? Tracy is really excited. How are your wonder senses?
2: They're literally off the chart scales wise. So he's, what he's doing is literally just running back and forth between game to game and, like, beating one and then going quickly to the other one. And in between each one, every time he wins, he's blowing his hellhorn um, in excitement. <laughs> Obviously, he's playing laser tag. And then he's, uh, he's going to, like, the strength contest thing and hitting his great axe with it. Like, turn to the side. <laughs> Ruining that, that game. Like, there's, like, a balloon that you have to pop with a dart. And he's, like, using the long arm a lot to, like, just put the dart there. <laughs>
1: While you're at the balloon game, you feel a tap in your shoulder. And there's a teenage boy with a greasy, pimply face looking up at you. He says, hey, man, you can't be cheating on all of these games. I blow my help horn in his face. (laughs) Sir, if you aren't going to get security to come get you, if you don't stop, only comply with what Dave and Boosters appreciates, which is games, games, and playing fair.
2: I... Throw one more dart with my lawyer of the law and pop another balloon while I'm staring daggers in his eyes, and then go over to the DDR and put on my armor of the punk rocker <laughs> and start DDRing.
3: <laughs> my Jesus. God!
1: Okay, what he is really that? likes games. You make
0: some kind of save with
1: that? Yeah. Okay. First, you need to make a performance roll. Six. <laughs> All right. Now I want you to make performance. Again, and this time, but with minus two. I roll 19,
2: minus two for 17.
1: What song do you queue up on uh, DDR? Mr. Roboto, obviously. Oh, nice. And you are just turning it up. You are, um... I wasn't really into DDR, so this is just, like, making me feel sweaty. Um <laughs> You're just, like, slamming at all the feet. You, you put your hand down. You, like, touch all six things at the same time. I have Tally out, and, he, and he's helping me press some of the buttons. Yeah, you are cheating with a crocodile. <laughs> the game says, You win! You are great at dancing!
2: I bow to no one in
1: particular on all sides of the game. And you get a purple ticket. And as you reach out to grab the purple ticket... Tally tries to grab it, and I smack him away. <laughs> He <laughs> slaps Tallahassee out of the way, and um, as you go to grab the purple ticket, a hand comes forward, and is the teenage boy who you saw before. He grabs it and says, hey, only Dave and Boo people who comply with the Dave and Boosters code are allowed to get purple tickets. I'm sorry. You're going to have to go up the front and deal with customer service.
2: I walk over to the snack stand to get some ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and get a brownie, maybe.
1: All right. Yeah, you get an ice cream and a brownie. Okay. The pizza like, is really
2: good. I share. it. I do even boosters. I share it with Tally because I felt bad about slapping it.
1: <laughs> that's that's okay. Representative Shields comes over and puts an arm over your shoulder and says, "Ah, oh, well, don't worry about it. These guys, these managers, you just can't take them serious. Here, you could have one of my yellow tickets. I don't need them. I get them all the time. And he gives you a yellow ticket.
2: Oh, hey, thanks. What do I do with this thing?
1: Oh, well, you go up to the prize shop. Hold, hold up. Oh, wait."
2: Oh, wait, I get to play games and get prizes for playing the games? That's the best part of the prizes.
1: You go to the prize center.
2: Representative Shields, this is the greatest gift anyone's ever given me.
1: I brought you back to Including life.
0: Including a second chance at life?
1: I, br- I literally brought Including you back
0: to life. Life! <laughs> <laughs>
1: The greatest gift that was ever given to me was a golden statue of me, but with two hats on. That's a weird thing to say. Thanks for the ticket, <laughs> No problem. See you later. So, over at the front of the and Boosters, there is a really big claw machine. And you see, there's a really long line of adventurers of all shapes, races, sizes, and they're all carrying different tickets. Some people have yellow tickets, some people have purple tickets. And they put the ticket in the claw machine. They play it for a few seconds, the claw comes down, grabs capsules out of the claw machine, and it drops them, pop them open, there's something cool inside. Tracy gets in line,
2: <laughs> tallies behind him.
0: Inara is going to hang out, lurk by the front of the line near the claw machine to see what people's technique is, and if there's a difference between the purple and yellow tickets.
1: Cool. Anara, as you're lurking, as you lurk in Lurkinson... Like I do. As you do, the people who do yellow tickets... They get every different color of capsule. They get red capsules, blue capsules, orange capsules, yellow capsules, and sometimes purple capsules. When you get a purple ticket, you always get a purple capsule.
0: Interesting. And I'm just going to stand there with my arms crossed, looking superior.
3: Well, I'm going to take my wrench out and say... Excuse me, everybody. There needs, uh, there's a
0: <laughs> schedule maintenance. We got a, we got to repair. Yes. Uh, there's a, there's
3: a, there's an issue with uh, this machine. Uh, just to stand back a bit. I'm going to just recalibrate it. It just needs a bit of recalibration with the wrench. I'm going to go to the front and like recalibrate air quotes and play the game. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: uh, everyone to, uh, scatters I assume Yeah
1: everyone takes like five steps back
3: And uh, these two are my uh, assistants I need them to help me out with this
2: And, and I rolls her eyes and walks toward you Tracy walks up to Johnny And says What are we looking at Johnny? What looking at? What's going on here? We're looking at a classic uh, claw
3: game here Tracy the, the kind that we played over at that one town remember? Tracy looks at
2: his long arm of the law And mm-hmm. looks at the claw mm-hmm. Looks back at his long arm of the law looks back at the claw, and does this for a good 30 seconds. Now I think that you know what to do.
0: Wait, can I cast Mage Hand into the machine, grab a capsule, <laughs> and then, like, float it out of the out part?
2: Tracy's like, have you tried just putting
1: the ticket in? And he puts his ticket in. You have a purple ticket?
0: Fair.
2: No, right. yellow.
1: You have yellow ticket. I right, roll a d20, please. Ooh. 11. <laughs> Tracy... You do the claw machine and you word around a little bit. Push the button so make it comes down and you grab a green capsule. And it's rectangular. And Tracy
2: is taking notes about how this claw is working, yeah. by the way.
1: No, I like that. The claw goes up and drops it in the slot. You crack it open, and inside is a rectangular packaging of a toy. And this is called Shock It. Shock It, the best new game for adventuring families. Play with a group or two or more, but watch out. You might get shocked. You play this game like Bop It.
0: Shock it. Shock it. All the choices are shock it. And it's a, <laughs> it's,
1: It looks a lot like a Bop It, but when you lose... It's just a big taser. <laughs> yeah, when you lose, you take 3d10 damage.
0: Every choice is a loss. Also, shock if, it.
1: <laughs> also, if you don't know it's coming, you are temporarily paralyzed.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we do you mean you don't know when it's coming? But you're playing shock so and you're gonna get shocked. If you
1: don't read if you don't read the rules and you know that you're gonna get shocked.
3: It's a giant taser, I know I'm gonna get shocked. Yes. Guys, the undying light foretold. This is one of the champion's items.
1: I, can, I can <laughs> Is there a bar?
2: boosters.
1: <laughs> Johnny's three Johnny, deep on mudslides. Bu- no, no, no. <laughs> wine, buckets. <laughs> wine buckets.
0: It's plastic with a lid and a crazy straw so that you can take it between <laughs> your games.
1: I right, Would either of you two like to go?
0: I'm going to cast Mage Hand and sneak it into the output part of the machine. And I'm going to try to grab the nearest purple capsule.
1: Sure. Roll d6. All right. Anara, you send your mage hand inside. I shifts around, like pushes red and blue capsules out of the way and grabs the closest purple capsule it can find. And it pulls it out and drops it down the chute. And there's another long rectangular capsule.
0: I'm going to open it up and see what's inside. Yes.
1: And you crack it open. And inside is a deep purple skateboard. <gasps> this is the grind machine. While riding the grind machine, you can have a 40 feet move speed on level terrain, and you go even faster going downhill. You have advantage on charisma checks when you're riding it. For both Obviously, this per- it's so cool! For both performance and persuasion. But when you're going over difficult terrain, you have to make a dex check every minute to stay on. This can also skim across less dense surfaces. So if you're going at a fast speed, this can skim on water clouds. Jesus
0: hoverboard!
1: It's a It's a skateboard. It has wheels.
0: That hover over water.
1: Yes, it's true. It's a good point.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Inara has self-actualized this day. In the Duven boosters. And you still
3: have
1: another purple ticket.
0: <laughs> yep, I'm gonna put that in and go for something else.
1: When you put the purple ticket in, a small hatch at the bottom of the claw machine opens and a kenku wearing a construction hat, comes out and starts making an alarm sound at you.
0: (laughs) I'm going to continue to feed my ticket in and see if it'll go.
1: It slaps your hand out of the way, grabs your purple ticket and eats it.
0: I'm going to put my skateboard under my arm, say good day, madam or sir or them and walk away.
3: Good. I'm going to go for the yellow first, if I may.
1: Sure. Roll the d20. That
0: is a five
3: solid.
1: Okay you do the claw machine and it drops down and you get a red capsule. This one is smaller than the one that Tracy and Anara got. It's a little bit circular, like oval pill shaped. Uh, It drops down and inside is a tiny green ukulele. You can do a performance check and charm person. If you sing on the microphone, I will lower the DC and I will give you extra points if it's an acoustic cover of a hip hop song. Yes. Acoustic of a hip hop song. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll go for
3: purple next.
2: Hey Johnny, wanna play a game? I got a new one! It's called suck it!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ignore that because that sounds scary. Wanna play?
2: Tr- Tracy's visibly shaky. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna insert the purple <laughs> together. Sure,
1: go ahead. Five. Alright. This capsule is much smaller that comes out. It's a very small purple capsule, one thing that can fit in your pocket. And you pop it open and there are Wayfair sunglasses. With dad crokies connecting them. And these are the arcane shades. These are sunglasses on the ends of dad crokies, And you can cast the spell arcane eye once per day. Oh my god. Arcane eye basically gives you an eye in the sky. It lets you look up to 30 feet in any direction which is invisible to everyone except for the person using it. Also I- the crokies I- keep it on your head.
3: <laughs> of course, and I can also just wear it, just to wear it, without activating the yeah. spell. Yeah, I keep both capsules, by the way. Yeah, I want to keep the capsules, mm-hmm. like the slick oilskin bag. Store them in
0: your slick oilskin bag.
3: What a wonderful idea, Amanda. You're welcome. I put the capsules into my slick oilskin bag inside my regular bag. I put on the. Sunglasses, hold the ukulele, and turn around to my companions. <laughs> so
1: Ev walks up to Tracy and says, Oh, Tracy, what'd you get, man? Hey, Ev, you want to play game? a game, Hey, I got a new game, you want to play game? Sure. You hit the center button, and it goes, Shock it! Let's start!
0: Bop it! Pull it! Pass it!
1: Make a dexterity roll.
0: I'm so nervous.
1: Eighteen. Okay. You and F start passing the shocket around. And he says, wait, how do you, I don't understand how to play this game. I guess you just fall after. It says, pull it. And he doesn't remember to do it. And he gets shocked for. Oh, God.
0: That's too many roll sounds. <laughs> Is he bloodied? He said t- up to three. And he gets
1: shocked for 22 damage. Oh, oh, my I wouldn't have played those at my bad. And he gets knocked on his ass. And is paralyzed. Representative Shields walks up and says, Before you play Shocking, you got to make sure to read the instructions. Tracy reaches
2: his hand down to Evan to try to pull him standing up again. And uh, says, You want to play laser tag
1: now? Air hockey? And everyone goes, Yeah, laser tag. And you play laser tag for the rest of the (laughs) night. fight. Starz fight. At the end of the day, you're all tired and you have your newfound winnings with you. And Alonzo says, Representative Shields, I hope that we've done everything that we needed to do here. Uh, Thank you for letting us into your city and we appreciate everything you've done for us. If you need anything, just call Alonzo and the Jailbirds. I actually don't hate that.
0: That's right, that's right.
1: And Representative shakes his hand and leads you Back up the elevator to take you to the upper floor. Or is it a slide that
3: actually takes you up?
1: Yeah, okay. You guys walk on stairs and it's like you have your own personal (laughs) escalator. Go up the slide. And that is the end (laughs) of the pool party arc.
0: Uh. Ah.
1: On the banks of the ruins of Antopolis Jamie stands Sword up Waiting to be spirited away At this point he lowers his arm Looks around and sees All of you are gone Evan, even Captain Alex Finally left the wreck We were back in the city of Antopolis And he looks around And then up in the sky And says What was I here for? What was the point? Of all of this I thought I was supposed to take out the blackfish I thought I was supposed to take out the bone whale What am I even here for? As he Holds his arms out He sees the arm That's not holding the sword Start to waver And dust out of existence And slowly as it moves Up his arm that disappears And then his legs and then his torso, and up his head, and the sword disappears into the night sky. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Schifini, and Hetty Hunt. The party doesn't stop here.
3: The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime.
2: Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com.
0: If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash pod.
1: We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.